Welcome to For Oil Mr. Nice Guy. I'm your host, MNG. And today, we're not really going to talk about me being a father or a single father for so long. Actually, what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about motivation. And I am here to motivate you. I'm here to speak greatness into your existence. And the reason why I want to speak great into you is just because I believe that you are a great person, regardless of the place that you are, regardless of the moments you are in life, you are a great person. Now, don't just take my word for it. I mean, you can definitely look in a mirror and see how great of a person that you are. And if you don't know, but now you do know, every day is a phenomenal day. But it's also story time because I like to tell stories to go along with a lot of these motivational pieces and philosophies. But you'll learn as time goes on. Let's talk about how I became the motivational, inspiring person that I can be. And I do. I'm not trying to say that to kind of toot my own horn or anything, but I like to inspire people. I like to make sure that everybody get the best of themselves and it's not easy or it's not no boasting or anything but i like to see i like to see people do great things and i started this podcast because i feel like i can tell my story about being a single father but also i can promote people into being great and being great about themselves and being great in life you know who doesn't want to see everybody do great in life i mean the world would be great well it wouldn't be the best but in the ideal world think about it if everybody was a millionaire that would be great i think it would be great but so majority so majority of my working life i have been an employee of somebody else matter of fact i'm still an employee of somebody else the turning point of my positivity uh happened uh say about 15 no about 20 years ago about, about 20 years ago let's say 20 years ago so about 20 years ago um i was in class and i was really i, I took my first psychology class and be, fell in love with psychology fell in love with psychology and philosophy some two of the greatest things that i could have ever came across changed my life so my teacher introduced me to 16 personalities and i found out that i was a logician sentinel logician at that which was was great because it, it gave me like definition it gave me a, a a lot of meaning at that point but just as well as i just as i found that out i also found out that i was really introverted which kind of made sense because i kind of wanted to stay to myself i really didn't want to be bothered with too many people even my classmates i didn't want to be bothered with i kind of hate it what well, i ain't gonna say hate it i kind of just like being in groups but when I was in groups, I kind of took charge and I was great at taking charge. I was great at being a leader, which, you know, a logician is good at. But I also hated kind of having to take the lead. It was kind of like a double-edged sword in some ways. But I had to do it, especially when I sat back and watched other people try to be a leader and they really couldn't be a leader. So I'm just sitting, I would just be sitting back looking like, okay, well, I I guess something's going to get done. I guess somebody's going to be given an order to do something or or respond, something, anything. Nope. 
I just had to sit back and just kind of take the BS that they were giving. I finished up school, went through all my years, all those years. Still kind of read up on psychology, still read up on a lot of philosophy. But I was really, really interested in this personality test. So a few years later, after getting my degree, I became a supervisor. Now, all the time that I've been just an employee and following the rules, I stayed to myself. And if I did cause trouble, it was small trouble. It was enough to where I didn't get rolled up. I probably got caught into the office. Maybe because of my smart mouth, maybe because of my demeanor. You know how you try to get away with a little slick stuff on the low so nobody really knows what's going on. So you just be, yeah, you know, get a little jabber jaw sometimes. That's kind of how it was. A little slick with the tongue. But for the most part, I try to get along with everybody. But you can't get along with everybody, unfortunately. So I became a supervisor. I felt like I could make the most change by being a supervisor. And change I made. I made a lot of changes as a supervisor. I made so many changes, it made my director feel bad. Like, she was getting on my head about it. Like, I mean, she wasn't like feeling bad. Like, man, I should make them changes. I mean, she was like mad. Not like mad as hell that I was making changes and I wasn't asking for no opinion. You know, funny thing is, it wasn't my first time being a supervisor because I was a supervisor before, but I was a manager in the gym. But now, like being a supervisor in a new position, it was different. Like I had to like I had to get people's opinion before I actually made a change. I didn't know I had to do that as a supervisor. That was new to me. You know, I just wanted to walk in, make changes because I see it because uh, I wanted to make changes how I see fit. I, I thought I was doing a damn good job. A damn good job. But then I was thought I wasn't doing a great job because I was making changes. Then nobody knew nothing about them. I was making changes that wasn't approved. I was making changes that went against laws and everything. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, I don't want to do that. So I had to reel it in. But also, remember, I said I was an introvert. And being an introvert, you kind of don't really want to deal with people so to speak and I for one did not want to deal with anybody I tried to stay to myself as much as possible but once I became a supervisor the world changed I realized that I had problems at home and so did everybody else and the ones that had problems at home brought their problems to work and what kind of supervisor would I be if I couldn't be the pillar of motivation and positivity for them. Because once I became a supervisor, I realized it was no longer about me. It was about my employees. How can I get the best production out of my employees, even if they wasn't feeling good, even if they wasn't right? You know, even if they was on a verge of alcoholism. <laughs> I mean, maybe not diversion alcoholism, but, you know, just just really not in the best position to work. I wanted to be that bridge, the person that they can come and talk to, the person that they can confide in, the person that they can rely on. That's who I wanted to be. But it took me not being an introvert to do it. I had to come out swinging. And I went home one day 
and I kind of was talking to myself not like crazy talking to myself like I didn't even sit in the corner or in a room with padded walls but I was talking to myself just like well what do you want to do like what kind of supervisor do you want to be like you was a supervisor once and you see how that turned out so what kind of supervisor do you want to be now what kind of what kind of energy do you want to bring to your employees and I realized that if I was going to bring the energy I had to bring it and I mean bring it I had to hit a home run it had to be the bottom of the knife it had to be tied it had to be this is the last go ahead button and there was no turning back type of turnaround I walked in the next day jumped into my office set my stuff down walked into my area with my employees and I said good morning everybody happy Monday and everybody turned around and they looked and was like who is that talking nah that no nah, that's that's no nah, that's not our supervisor did he just say happy Monday I said happy Monday after I made that big entrance so to so to say or so to speak that big entrance everybody was just so quiet at first some people didn't thought it was just like this facade that of the injury that I was displaying some people thought it was like oh man oh he about to be one of those supervisors you know it was a lot of things that was being said but one thing was for sure that I wanted to keep the energy going I wanted to display a level of professionalism I wanted to display a level of of camaraderie i wanted to make sure that my actions synced up with my words so when i spoke to my employees i made sure that i spoke to them in a fashion that not only was down to earth but it was kind of in the same lingo that they could understand and it was okay with i didn't want to speak a lot of jargon to them the interesting part is no way back when a little bit further away from me being a supervisor i used to talk to my manager so when I first started at this job, I used to tell my, I used to talk to the customers. Like depending on the customer that came to the window, determined how I was going to actually talk to them. So if it was a guy from the hood, it's like, "What up, though? What's good? Where we at? How can I help you?" If it was an attorney coming to the window or somebody else, it would be, "Hey, how you doing today? What can I do for you? How can I help?" So my manager heard me one time, and she was like, "You have to speak." the same way to everybody i was like well if there's some guys coming from the hood they ain't about to understand the pleasantries i'm gonna talk to them like we from around the way that's the best way to get to them that's the only way they gonna hear me but if i talk to them like some hey how you doing welcome ain't nobody trying to hear all that it's bad enough they in a place that they don't want to be at it's bad enough they got to come in here and and deal so no I'm not going to talk to them. I'm not going to talk to them with a professional voice. I'm not doing that. I'm about to talk to them on the same level they on. Because they about to come to the door. They about to come to the window. Like, what up, though, man? I, I need some information. Like, bro, I got you. What you need? Man, that's how we going to talk. And we going to get through the transaction. And we going to be good. I think a lot of people will benefit better when they talk to people on their level. Like, yo, what it do? Where you at? I got you but back to the story so yeah so i became the pillar of motivation and positivity for them and it was hard to win them over 
it was difficult. Like, damn, but I mean, honestly, these are people that I worked with shoulder to shoulder. You know, we went against management together. We created and, and stirred up mess together. And now they had to answer to the very person that was in the center of it all with them. From a standpoint, they really say you're not supposed to manage the people that you work with. And I agree because they they test you and they really think you they friend until you write them up. Once you write them up, y'all no longer friends. Y'all enemies at that point. Y'all frenemies. You know, polite one day, good the other. Y'all all of that. We made it through. I did it for four years. Four long years I did it. And it was it was the greatest experience. Back to the 16 personality test. When I did that, 10 years later, I took the 16 personalities test from the first time I took it. And realized that I went from dramatically introverted. I was still 51% introverted, but I was 49% extroverted. And it became the very foundation of who I was. And a lot of people talk about, can you reinvent yourself? And you can. You can reinvent yourself. You can change who you are. Now, we all grow over time. And we grow and grow and grow and become something better. We become something more synonymous to what ultimately our ideal person. We all have our ideal person. Whether that person is locked inside or that's somebody that we want to bring out. I seen this one quote. And it was a very interesting quote. And it kind of reminded me of the transformation that I went through. But it basically said, if you pretend to be someone else long enough, you'll become that person. And it holds so much value because when you go to a new job, you can reinvent yourself. When you go to a new school, you can reinvent yourself. When you hang out with a different group of friends or you want to make new friends, you can reinvent yourself. You don't have to be the same person. And this is all part of self-improvement. What you display is who you are. What you continue to do is who you become. So you can always reinvent yourself. In that supervisor role, I reinvented myself. I started to dress the part. I started to talk the part. I became more positive. I came. I became more energetic. I fed my employees energy. And when I left that job and went to another job, I did the same thing. I became that, that pillar of energy. I became that pillar of positivity. And I reinvented myself. Then I went to the next job and I reinvented myself. And I built on top of that and built on top of that and built on top of that. And it was so energetic. It was so infectious. The last job I was at, it was so, so awesome. I walked in with a smile on my face. I walked in with a pep in my step. I walked in with energy in my voice. What people fail to realize, energy transfers between people. So if I'm energetic with you, you'll be energetic with me. There are times where I would say, good morning, happy Monday, or good morning, happy Tuesday. And it changes a person's mood. It's, it's kind of hard to explain it unless you see it. I want to implore anybody and everybody that's listening to this. 
if you're writing an email, if you're writing a text message, I want you to, and that's in that first text message, if you send it to your loved one, if you send it to somebody that you're dating, if you send it to anybody, I want you to say good morning, happy whatever day, happy Monday, happy Tuesday. I hope that you have a phenomenal day. I hope that you have an awesome day. Now, they may say, you know what? That's not like you. That's different. Like, is this, is that, is that really, you don't really mean that. That's not how you are. They're going to say that at first. And they're going to say, what, what, what got into you? Don't tell them about the podcast. But they're going to say, what got into you? But just keep doing it. Because eventually it's going to make you feel good. And then, not only that, it's going to make them feel good. They are going to invoke the same energy that you're giving. It's going to happen. And the more you do it to people, the more it transpires, the more it folds over. It's going to keep on occurring. It's going to keep on happening. So you hit them with the good morning. Happy Monday. You hit them with the good morning. Happy Tuesday. And every time somebody brings negativity your way, you put a positive spin on it. Somebody told me, they were like, man, you know, I'm, I'm scared I may go to jail. I say, yeah, there's a possibility you may go to jail. There's a possibility that you may not go to jail. Reside in the idea that you may not go to jail. You did everything that you could. See, here's the thing. And this is one thing that I had to learn. I, me personally, get caught up in the things that I cannot control. And when I get so caught up in the things that I cannot control, I go, I get frazzled and I get eager to control them. But then I have to take a step back and say, this, this is not something that you can control. This is not something that you can do. This is not something that you can, you can grasp and say, hey, I need you to function and do how I want you to do. I don't have that ability. I don't have that power. I don't have that energy. If I want to make a million dollars, I have the energy, the option, and the mindset to make a million dollars. What I don't have the mindset, the energy, and the power to do is make somebody stay in my life. Make somebody act the way I want them to act. Make somebody be the fictitious woman that I need them to be inside my head, standing by my side, saying yes when I give them a ring. I have no control over that. But what I do have control over is how people view me, how people talk to me, and how people respect me. Because you might not like me, as the cliche goes, you might not like me, but you will respect me. So I implore everyone, all of you, when you go and you write that text message, you write that email, that first initial one, good morning, happy whatever day, or good afternoon, happy whatever day. Hope you have an awesome week. Hope you have an awesome day. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you. Have an awesome week. I like using awesome and phenomenal. I just think those are just the most highly positive words that you can probably give somebody. I'm sure there's others out there. But that's what I like to use. That's what I like to say. And I just hope everybody just rock with it. Be like, you know what? MNG, you own to something, man. But that's my story. 
that's how I became the pillar of motivation and positivity. And I speak it from the heart. I speak it from the heart. But this is this is the motivation that I want to put out there. And plus some other stories about how, you know, I became a single father for 15 years and, and raised my son. We're going to get to those stories. But I kind of want to kick this off just talking about how I became I became positive. I became that energy. That's kind of what I want to want to bring to people. I want to bring that energy. I want to bring motivation to you, positivity to you, and for you to spread it to other people. Because I can't change the world, nor am I trying to. But if I can change one person, or I can affect one person, I'll be just happy with that. And I think you should be too. Just be happy with the small things that you do. I think the small things spread like wildfire versus the big things. Tell me what you think. And if you have any stories or anything that you'd like me to talk about, maybe a topic, you can always send it to farewell, Mr. Nice Guy at gmail.com. So we're at this point where we're going to say goodbye to farewell, Mr. Nice Guy. Thanks for joining us on this unfiltered journey with farewell, Mr. Nice Guy. We hope today's conversation brought you fresh insights and a renewed embrace of authenticity. To keep the canon vibes flowing, hit the subscribe button for more thought-provoking episodes and share the podcast with your friends. As we wrap up, keep embracing your true self, navigating life's twists and making connections truly count. Until next time, remember that your journey to authenticity and growth is one to cherish.